It's another edition of Restore the Floor with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. And before we're joined by special guest James Edwards. No, not Buddha. He's the beat writer of the Pistons for The Athletic. A little, uh, we'll talk about the coaching search most importantly with him. However, uh, there was some uh, NBA playoff action recently that we need to discuss. Man, as somebody who grew up in Philadelphia. Did you? I never I, heard that before. I know. I just <laughs> sit there and I've said it before. How the hell did they give up Jimmy Butler? It's wild, right? And I mean, <laughs> could you imagine how good they would be? It's just an in. Well, go back and look at the Bulls getting rid of them. It's right? like, what, what, what are we doing here? And it, dude, when he scored 56 the other night, what he did to, to clinch the series. <sighs> Over the one-seeded Bucks, that I mean, what? Just a couple weeks ago, we're saying that the Bucks could just run away, yes. just put them in the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right now, it's over. Right? Wow, wow. But you know what? Good because on a different podcast we have, Cash Your Ticket, I was talking with Kenny Cott, mm -hmm. and I was saying what made the NHL playoffs better than the NBA was any team could beat anybody, and this year that's what we're getting. Like I was watching. Um, what Lakers and Grizzlies on um, Wednesday night. And they were saying it's been like since 2010 or something like that, since the sevens beaten a two. Right. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And then you think back and you're like, they talked about how big of a crazy upset that was, but I guess you don't get it because it's LeBron and AD. Exactly. And the Lakers right. And They're not your typical seven, seven seed. seed. Right. And, and maybe it's different with the play in tournament and stuff now, but 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 Miami, it's been great. Yes, the playoffs in both sports have been great. But Miami, you know, with Oladipo out now, and what they've been able to do, Duncan Robinson actually has a pulse now. A little bit, he, he's he out have, there at right, least. He didn't have any in the regular season, but Butler just keeps doing. Kevin loves hitting some big shots for oh, them. Yeah, and he's and Jimmy Butler's playing so good that you don't even notice that Bam is playing like dog crap in, right. in reality. Shooting like 30% from the field in year 6 then. So what do you do if you're Milwaukee? Do you make a coaching change? No, you can't. I don't I in the listen, if there's one league that does it all the time, it's the NBA. Yeah. But no, I think they just faltered. I think Giannis going down earlier in, in the series that really dictated how things were going to go and mm -hmm. Miami took advantage of it. And Eric Spolstra is just He's a, a magician. Yes. I mean, we used to say, well, he has Dwayne Wade and Shaq yeah. and, and LeBron and, and Chris Bosh and anybody can do it with these guys. And then he loses all those right. guys and he continues to win. Right. And the, the other one I know is a seated upset, but when you watch the series, the Knicks are far superior to Cleveland. Kind of crazy, one, yeah, isn't it? I mean, they, Bron, let me tell you, Mark Cuban is he, the fact that they made a decision not to extend Jalen Brunson when they could have is it's just silly. It's, it's killing the franchise, basically. Well, I mean, every every once in a while in every sport, you get this player that bets on themselves. And it usually ends up pretty good for the player. Mm -hmm. But I just... So the Knicks got fined or whatever for tampering with him. It's worth it, Damn right? right. So, like, that's what I don't understand. You're going to slap him on the wrist for doing this. And guess what? It worked out just fine for them. He's what a great player. Yes. And Julius Randle, I know he tweaked his ankle or whatever, but now he's going to have time to sit there and rest and, and get that better. And you might hate this being an East Coast guy, but the Knicks winning are good for basketball. Oh, I know that. I know it is. And, you know, I can't stand them, but you know what? It is. And then they're kind of a f interesting group to watch, too. 
Well, I think but all- the, the, the problem is they don't reseed in, in basketball. And as you really want to see the Knicks Miami, and it would be better if, you know, assuming uh, if it bo- was 1996 and well, you get Van Gundy yeah. in morning. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> assuming that Boston is able to close out Atlanta, whether it's six or seven games, and there's no assumption there with the way Trey Young's playing. That's for damn sure. Uh, but, I mean, to have Philly Boston not in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think is kind of sucks. That would suck, but what I what I do want to say, and I know a lot of people have been hating on these two individuals and Trey Young and Dylan Brooks, good for them. You know why? Because they're getting people's eyeballs on oh, yeah. those games You're that right. normally they wouldn't watch. You can huh? say all you want about Dylan Brooks and poking the bear and LeBron. You, you know what else Dylan Brooks is doing? He's actually getting people to be a little empathetic towards LeBron. Which is crazy to me. I yes. heard people talking Michigan State Spartans that are now rooting for the Lakers, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you got Jaron Jackson and Tillman on Memphis. Right. Because you don't like what one guy said to LeBron, who's like public. And he's more hated here than I think Jordan ever was. Pretty much. I th- I personally mm, think so. It's close. Because now you'll see everybody and their brother wearing Michael Jordan because he's cool. But right. it's just, screw LeBron James. Screw the Lakers. I've been saying this all year, and I've had this fear that they're going to end up making it. And if... And I said, if LeBron wins a title with this team, oh yes, he might just be considered the best of all time. Now, Denver Phoenix series is going to be awesome, great to watch. Devin Booker's playing this; it's awesome. It's unbelievable how good he. I mean, where Kevin Durant is basically their second option right now, and right? good for Kevin Durant, yes, to take a back seat to that. Yeah, his uh, his former teammate Westbrook. It took him years to figure out that sometimes it's okay to be uh, the back seat. But you know what? When he went to the Clippers, he was a different player. Yeah, he played very well. He, Last game, he sucked, but he, he, he did. He played but he, very well. But he's a reason that they were in those games. He was scoring thirty a game. Yeah, you can say what you want about Russell Westbrook, but I, in my lifetime, I've he's never a seen a player like him. He's he's a baller. There's no doubt about it. But Denver people, I mean, Jokic the other night had a horrible shooting game. He was like what eight for twenty nine, something like that. But he still had like twenty eight, twenty and fifteen, twelve. He'll get to the line. Yes, he does it all. And um, and, I, and Jamal I think, Murray's playing really well. I think Jokic is a lot like Cooper Cup, where people still don't respect him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he is the best in the league, but yet you're gonna play. You're gonna play off the guy. You're not gonna press him. Yada yada. You know, like how does Cooper Cup get all these touchdowns? And then you look at Jokic, mm-hmm. and you're like, he's a back-to-back MVP, going maybe three in a row, but like. I th- they still back off him, or they don't respect yeah. his game, or maybe he is just that damn good that he makes it look that way. I like Golden State a lot because I think they're fun to watch. They take, you know, obviously a few bad shots, but and as much as Sacramento, that's a great series because Sacramento is fun. You, it would be great to have, you know, if the Pistons you could transform the Pistons into the oh, Kings. Geez. How much fun are the Sacramento Kings? I don't see them winning the Game Six in 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 San Francisco, so which would set up. Uh, possible Warriors, Lakers, which will be awesome. But hey, Draymond, I think it was what his suggestion to come off the bench. He had twenty-one in Game Five. He's doing a a, a really good service for his team. Who would have thought? Even after effing, effing his team, he was going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame basketball player. You know what I mean? He's yeah. going to be. Yes. He's going to have all the titles, all the accolades. Did it in college. Blah blah blah. Like. It's wild. Yes. All right. It's time to talk about the Pistons and their coaching search 
And let, let's do it now with a special guest. All right, joining us now on Restore the Floor is the excellent beat writer who covers the Pistons for The Athletic. He is James Edwards Third, not Buddha. <laughs> How Yo. are you, James? I'm doing well. Good to see you, Stoney. Nice to meet you, Evan. Uh, yeah, I get that during the season, like once a week, people think that's my dad. People <laughs> around the Pistons just call me Baby Buddha. Baby Buddha. Just a well, tag on. And also, you are a distant relative of Michigan running back and former West Bloomfield star Donovan Edwards. I am. My dad and his dad are first cousins. Have you met him yet? Yeah, we've met before. Yeah, okay. I haven't. I haven't seen him since he's become this all-world running back. But when we were kids, I saw him. It's been a while. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk uh, the coaching search first. And with Milwaukee losing. On Wednesday night, it appears that, you know, Charles Lee will definitely be available sooner than we we kind of thought. He seems to be the favorite. What is there about him that people should be excited about? Yeah, he's a he's a young guy, 38 years old, that's that's had his name in conversations for openings in recent years. Um, he's he played at Bucknell DMV guy, followed Bud from Atlanta to Milwaukee. Uh, came to the he was now the associate head coach he was his right hand man after Darvin Ham left so uh, just a young guy that a lot of people in this league have a lot of respect for and believe has the chops to be a head coach one day uh, it's it's obviously hard to break down what exactly he did for Milwaukee um, mm -hmm. but certainly he's he's risen through the ranks and um, at 38 to be the, the guy next to the guy is is pretty good Hopefully he didn't design the let's have Grayson Allen take a shot for the, <laughs> the season on the line play. Hopefully he was the hopefully he was telling Bud to put Giannis on Butler and Bud just didn't do it. Yeah. Right. And now you mentioned a key word there for me is a young guy. Is that what the Pistons need? Is a young voice? It's a good question. I I I think you could go both ways. For me, it's personality, right? Um I think that whoever the coach is you want the players to buy in, to believe, to relate. Um, I know a lot of people get bogged down in the X's and O's, um, and that is important, of course, but I think more so than anything, at this level, I would say 70-30 of coaching is managing these egos and, and getting guys to want to play for you. Um, I, I think you look at Nick Nurse in Toronto, he's been heralded for his X's and O's for a while, but, I mean, he his time – ran thin and they have not been very good for the last few years. So I think that is very important uh, for them in this search. Of course, they want somebody that's creative, has new ideas, fresh ideas. Uh, but also I, I don't know if age matters when it comes to trying to just get somebody that's relatable and that's somebody that the guys will rally behind. And you mentioned in DMV, obviously that's, you know, the district Maryland and Virginia for those of, you out there who don't know, and that's where Troy Weaver is from. So they obviously have a connection. I would think so. I, I don't know that for sure, to be honest with you, but I would, I would imagine they've crossed paths at some point. Wait, so you, you mentioned like Nick Nurse and X's and O's, and I've always wondered just from an NBA standpoint, always watching. I'm sure you heard it many a times when the Warriors were winning 70 some odd games, people were saying, well, I could coach that team. Anybody could do that with these kind of players. Right. How important are the X's and O's for a team like the Pistons that are so young, 
but yet the NBA now is kind of a, a free flowing league where you're not necessarily calling sets right every time down the floor. Right. No, that's a good question. Um, it is very important. I don't, I hope I didn't uh, dismiss that. It's very important. You look at the way that the warriors play, like you said, it's free flowing. They know what type of actions to get into off certain ball. Like when the ball goes somewhere, you, they know what to do. And that comes with experience too, but it also is the system that Steve Kerr implemented. Um, I think for Detroit, it's important to get somebody that's has an idea of how to best utilize the the talent in place. Right. You got to, like Troy said, you can't, you can't bank on luck. They got the guys there that they got. And there's some very talented young players there. Uh, but you, they do have to find a way to best utilize the skill sets of those guys. So um, whether that they continue to play the two big and whether people think the two big is Dern and Wiseman or Dern and Stewart, uh, those are two different ways to play based on how Dern or how based on Stewart and Wiseman play. Um, uh, so, so no, sorry. But yeah, so I, I think it really comes down to Troy explaining what he envisions and then finding a coach that is not just saying it to get a job, but genuinely comes with ideas and, 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 and a system that will help uh, this group and, and also help supplement his plan. Uh, the other two guys who've been predominantly mentioned by you and, and others, Kevin Ollie, who people know led Connecticut to the NCAA basketball championship uh, after Jim Calhoun and then had some problems there. And um, also um, J- Jaron Collins. Uh, now, Ollie is a head coach in the G League, correct? Uh, it's overtime elite. He oversees okay. that whole program. Yeah, he oversees that whole program. Um, and then Jaron has been Willie Green's right-hand man since he got there. And for people that might forget, he was with the Warriors for seven years during their run. So um, both candidates that are high on their list, uh, they both – I know Lee interviewed again earlier this week. Collins did, and I think Ollie's is coming up again, um, to my knowledge. So it's interesting to me because I've noticed kind of the discourse between fans and I get it. I understand maybe not being overly uh, excited because it's not a big name coach, but also in the same vein, I think the way that the league is going, you, you see some of these, some of the best coaches in this league just got their opportunity and took advantage of it. Like I think Ty Lue is the best. Well, what Eric Spolster just did. Yeah. Ty, Lue, Ty Lue and Eric Spolster are the best coaches in basketball to me. I think Willie Green's a phenomenal coach. Uh, Nick Nurse had success early on. Uh, you could go down the list. So yeah, I think look people at the guy, that, look at the guy in Oklahoma City. Nobody yeah, even knows his name. Yeah. Right? Now that yeah, now they know how to say uh, Mark Dagno. They didn't until yeah. they didn't they didn't until this year. So I don't I, I get it. And if I do think I've been told by many people the Pistons job is one of the more attractive jobs, and people are like, well, okay, well then why aren't they getting Frank Vogel, uh, X, Y, and Z? And I'm like. To my knowledge, they weren't interested in those guys. I think it's a certain direction they want to go. I think they want to breathe new life into the team. Now, do you think that the team wants this done before the draft lottery? Or better yet, do you think a coach would be more likely to want this job, let's say, if they land number one? I I think that the job would become a little more attractive if you have a a 7-5 freak coming your way. (laughs) Right. That's I think that's kind of the million-dollar question. Uh, 
to, to my understanding, the Pistons are still going to do their due diligence and still kind of be patient with it. And I think Troy was asked that at the press conference at the end of the season, and he made it seem like he did not want to hire somebody that was uh, willing to wait to see where the ping pong balls landed. So now whether or not, whether or not that's his choice, I don't know. I guess we'll see <laughs> if these guys operate with such faith. But um, I think for any of those guys who have an opportunity to be a first-time head coach, I would imagine that they would jump at the opportunity if if, if given it. I think that was my question. He was not exactly it have been. happy with it. But, <laughs> well, the other name, I'm, I thought well, as soon as Casey was let go, or however you want to term it, I thought Adoka would be perfect. And boy, as soon as Houston got rid of Silas, bam, he's, he's, he's hired. Did they have no interest in him to your knowledge? Was it the, the past have anything to do with this? Cause I mean, he was a highly respected assistant coach before he had took the Celtics to the finals. Yeah. To my knowledge, he was initially on the list. And then I think as days played out and they kind of sat and talked with the situation and this is, I don't know. This isn't me reporting this. This is just me thinking right. the logic. The, obviously, the situation with Rob Murphy still lingering. Um, and then you ha- you bring in Ime. Do you really want to have questions about what type of culture you're presenting, even if it's not a bad culture? Uh, do you want to have those questions? And um, I think that is something I would imagine that ownership really talked about and and came to the conclusion to. But it always seemed to me – I thought I was actually surprised Ime went to Houston. I kind of thought he was set up to go to the Rockets – or uh, Raptors. the Raptors. That was kind of the feeling in NBA circles that he was – that they were kind of waiting for that job to open. But, I mean, you look at Houston, I, I agree. Ime could be a great coach. I know he did a great job last year, but Joe Missoula is picked up and ran too. And, I mean, maybe it's a little easier to coach Tatum and Brown and Al Horford and Marcus Smart. But – I'm very curious to see how that rocket situation plays out, just given uh, some of the cast of characters that they have over there. And I think that team more so than Detroit, because of, I think they're a little bit more immature in terms of the personalities. I think that group needed a stronger voice. While I think Detroit, because of the, the men that the, that Troy has brought in and just how they operate as, as people. um, I genuinely think that uh, they don't necessarily need like a veteran coach who's gonna like lay the law like I I think that's important but I don't think it's like I think for Houston that was very 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 important uh to try to get a commanding voice are there other names that may come out of uh you know nowhere well not nowhere I mean people talked Sam Cassell seems to be ready to be a head coach one day one day I know who knows if Philly underachieves they might just promote him and get rid of Doc you got uh, Chris Quinn in 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 Miami as well is there anybody else that, that we're not thinking of uh, yeah, I know Chris Quinn was somebody they really liked. I would keep an eye on maybe a couple college coaches um, just because they don't nec- – NBA teams and college coaches usually keep that under wraps because you don't want to piss off a whole uh, alumni base. Uh, so they're a little more hush-hush on that, but I know going into the process, Jerry Stackhouse was somebody they wanted to talk to. I'm not uh, aware if they've talked to him yet, uh, but I know that was somebody initially they wanted to talk to. Um, I, but I, I get a feeling that it's as of now, unless something happens like where Ty Lue becomes available or, or something like that, I, I get the sense that it's between the three that we, uh, that we talked about, but you never know. I could say that. And then 10 minutes later, I get a text that 
Jerry Stackhouse is the coach. So, right. <laughs> now this this question might be difficult for you to answer, but I I've been wondering this: Is this next Pistons coach only there to get them to a certain point, kind of like a Rick Carlisle? Like, hey, we can get you to the playoffs, but maybe. We'll need a stronger person to come in and take them over the top. I know that's so loaded, but the only reason I ask that question is because this is such a young team. In three years from now, you don't know what kind of veterans you're going to have. You don't know which young players are going to go away. So I assume you're going to, you know, you're going to hire this coach for four years. But there's a lot of unknowns with this team how it is currently lined up. No, I agree. I think. I think the reason that's hard to a- answer is because I guess we kind of just got to see what the the job he does initially. Um, if this is somebody who comes in and commands a locker room right away and comes up with some creative stuff and um, players rally behind him, why not? Especially if you're going younger, like this is a, a coach who could grow with this team, similarly sure. to Eric Spolstra in Miami. So um, I, I think – Time will tell with that, but that is a fair that's a fair question, yeah, because the team could look very different, um, hell, even two years from now. Uh, Personnel-wise, real quick, forget, besides the draft, they have money to spend. You know, we are obviously with, uh, you know, the history of Ben Gordon, Charlie V, Josh Smith. We don't want them to spend money just for the sake of spending money. Uh, <laughs> what free agent, with the exception of Jeremy Grant out there, which we've talked to uh, about before, would be intriguing, and the other option is the trade. And I, I look—I mean, it's maybe pipe dream. I'm look—I look at Jalen Brown, who is coming into his last year of his contract. He has said publicly, you know, kind of hinted that he really doesn't love living in Boston. I mean, yeah. what would have to, is that a pipe dream of mine? Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I don't think it's a pipe dream. I, I get the sense, this is my prediction, that if – Jalen doesn't make an all-NBA team that he tells the Celtics that he's going to walk when he's a free agent next year, Mm -hmm. which then would make sense for the Celtics to trade him this year. Um, Or, yeah, I mean, it'd make more sense this year. Whether or not they do it is another thing. But um, I definitely – it's definitely a pipe dream because you just kind of have to see how everything plays out. Uh, I'd be curious, you guys, like what is the most you would give up for Jalen Brown? Cause you gotta give up somebody you like. Yeah. Well, you'd have to give up probably, well, depending on who they, you have to give up Ivy, right? One year. Cause you're not going to, cause Killian, they gonna, would ask for Kate or Ivy. Right. Cause Killian isn't going to get you anything. First you know, round pick. Killian, a first round pick and Bagley isn't going to get you anything. They don't. And unless Durin, I'm not giving up. I mean, you'd I would, have to give up the farm stone. Yes, to get him. I know. They're going to ask for the moon and back. What do you think? Okay, so like free agent wise, yeah, there aren't exactly like the sexiest names out there. There's not even yeah. names that you want to pay the kind of money that they're command. But there is a player out there. But you mentioned culture earlier. Yeah, like a Miles Bridges is a guy that was going to get a hundred million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. That all went away. He now has a suspension of what it's going to end up being ten games, thirty yeah. games when he served. Is that a guy that the Pistons might look at? Because that's a guy that I think could really help a team like this. I haven't asked. Um, my hunch would be no. Like kind of what you mentioned, the the uh, just kind of what he's gone through this last year or what he did, I should say. But also I think there is – it's happened here before and – with another Spartan with Mateen Cleaves getting drafted to the Pistons Mm -hmm. being close to home. Isn't always the best for everybody. Sure. Charles Uh, Rogers, (laughs) Charles Rogers. Yeah. Hello. And I, unless miles has changed the, the cast of people around him, it sounds like to me that he'd have even more access to the extracurriculars he likes to, or last we saw that he likes to do. So I, I think it would be a tough sell to be honest. Uh, but a guy, just to throw a name out there, like Cam Johnson, uh, be a restricted free agent, fills a void, uh, 3 and D wing, very oh, good shooter. He played really good in the playoffs. He did, played really good. But I also think that um, – I think there's going to be a lot of players available via trade this summer. Um, I think it's going to be a wild trade season, and I, and I don't know if a lot of people are talking about that. I think there's – with so much parity in the league, I think there's a lot of teams that think they can go for it. And I also think there's a lot of teams that are ready are ready to kind of tear it down and get going. Okay, so could Bogey bring you in somebody that's attractive like that with his contract the way that it is? Because obviously we're talking about the most attractive players right. on the Pistons: Arcade, Ivy, Duran, Bogey. Right? right. Other than that, I what is attractive to an NBA team? And, and the pick, um, I would say, I would say for like a big trade, if you're Detroit. The situation would have to look something like this, where it's – we can use Jalen Brown as a reference. I think you would have to involve 
another team that's maybe ready to tear it down, but still has like a star. So like we can use Portland, for example, um, maybe do a three team trade where Dame goes to Boston. Um, Bogey goes to Boston. Maybe you have to send Alec Burks to Boston. So Boston's getting Dame Lillard and two very good role players to continue to contend with Tatum. Then you send Portland, your, your Ivy, your pick, um, Boston maybe sends Grant Williams or something like that or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't have it in front of me. And then piss the Pistons get Jalen Brown. I think for that to happen, it would have to be a three team trade where it's uh, a team ready to take a leap, a team ready to tear it down. And then a, a great team that has a star that's ready to, to move on. I think that would be the most likely outcome, but again, I could be wrong. Final thing, death, not an option. I don't know how much video you've watched, but if the ping pong balls end up two, do you mm-hmm. go shoot or do you go uh, Miller? <laughs> My gut tells me just take scoot and figure it out. Part of me also says move back, draft Miller and get some more assets. Uh, if you really believe in Ivy, uh, I, I could understand doing that. But also at the end of the day, if you believe scoot is the prospect he is, because I think it should be reminded like scoot, who other than Cade would probably have gone number one in any of the most recent drafts. Uh, he would have went probably number one over Paolo. He would have went number one uh, over Edwards and LaMelo and those guys. So he is like a highly touted prospect. It's just, there's a freak in front of him. <laughs> so I would probably take him and just figure it out. And then maybe you move one of them down the line. I don't know. I just would take it and figure it out. All right. James, thanks a lot. We love reading you in the athletic all the time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.